0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new Pennywise podcast. I'm Terry Barr, your host, and uh, with you from Lee Enterprises. And uh, oh boy, do we have an interesting topic today. This is going to be terrific. Taylor Tepper is here. Taylor is a personal financial expert with Forbes Advisor. And we are talking about the topic of the day, I think. Taylor, it's this cryptocurrency. Woo.
1: Yeah, it's, uh,
0: it's fun times. It's fun times out there. <laughs> okay, I'm sure you are getting a lot of questions. Um, just in general, for anybody that um, is listening or watching, what is cryptocurrency?
1: Yes. So it gets, I mean, a warning to your listeners, to anyone paying attention, it gets very hand wavy very quickly. So I will do my best um, to sort of limit the hand waviness. But basically, cryptocurrency—the the idea behind it is that it's a decentralized form of money, right? So right now, the Federal Reserve is in charge of our money. It raises interest rates. It lowers interest rates. It determines, you know, all of this really important stuff. Bitcoin or cryptocurrency doesn't do that. It is a—it is controlled by people who who sort of spend money, people who take in that money, and then it's all sort of logged on this thing called the blockchain and it's very very complicated and involves a lot of math so the that's sort of what cryptocurrency is supposed to be that was sort of why it was created it was supposed to be this way to spend money where you didn't need the government in charge it was all sort of anonymous and also you didn't need uh it, re- it would the idea would also be that it would reduce transaction costs so like you wouldn't have to mm-hmm. pay Companies wouldn't have to pay money to credit card companies when you sort of buy something with a bitcoin or some sort of form of cryptocurrency. Okay, that is sort of the promise of it, but that's not really what it is now, right? So, like right now, no one gets paid in cryptocurrency, mm. um, and no one, and very few people buy things in cryptocurrency. And so, and the reason behind that is because a we still just use dollars, yeah, and b the the price of various cryptocurrencies, especially Bitcoin, goes up and goes down <laughs> and it's it sort of it's a roller coaster and it's all over the place. And functionally it would be rather devastating if our paycheck was in this form of currency. Oh boy. So yeah. <laughs> Up so, and down. So, Woo! Up and down, up and down. Yeah. You know, you get paid the equivalent of like two thousand this week and fifty dollars next week and forty five thousand dollars the week after and Negative, you owe money. So it's just like, it is very, very, it's very, very difficult. So, so the sort of the way that it is sort of developed over time is that it's gone from the promise of replacing dollars, of replacing how we spend money. And now it's sort of this shiny, light, speculative investment. And so people are interested in it and want to buy it because it goes up in value and they think that they can sell it to the greater fool to make some money.
0: You know, and it's interesting, we've heard about Bitcoin for a while, but it seems recently to have really exploded um, in the news as it's, it's kind of this explosion of Bitcoin. Why the great interest in this, especially now, Taylor?
1: So, a couple of developments have happened. Basically, mm-hmm. it's just over the past year or so, uh, and especially recently, like you mentioned, yeah. more and more big time money people are getting involved, big, more and more banks. Um, investment companies are sort of legitimizing what Bitcoin is. So Tesla, for instance, announced recently that they bought a lot of Bitcoin. You know, BNY Mellon, uh, Fidelity, MasterCard, all these PayPal, all these places, all these companies are in one form or fashion making it easier for people to hold, buy, invest in Bitcoin. And so that is, that level of interest among investors is helping drive up the price. You know, the more buyers there are, the higher the price will be. And that is sort of caused, because that has caused the price to rise so dramatically, more and more normal people are looking at this thing and going like, why don't I have Bitcoin? (laughs) It keeps going up. It's this amazing trade that just Seems to defy gravity and only get more and more expensive. What am I missing here? Why haven't I got involved? Why am I so stupid? And so it has this sort of this sort of feedback loop.
0: Wow. Okay. So we're getting a little feel of the who's sort of getting involved in Bitcoin, but I guess I'm I'm still wondering why? What do you do with it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: This is where it gets pretty hand-wavy. Okay. So you don't okay. do it. You don't you don't do anything with it. The whole point is that it's it's this digital thing and it's supposed to exist on your computer and you buy things with your computer and and it's all settled that that sort of buying and selling is settled on your computer and all of it exists like on the computer out in the digital world not in the physical world. Right? So you don't do anything with it. It has no inherent value, it has no purpose other than to be this medium of exchange. And so, yeah, so it's like, well, why is that worth it? Like, I think it's for your listeners and your, anyone paying attention, <laughs> just take a step back a little bit to have an open mind because a lot of things that we, that have value don't make a lot of sense if you sort of look at it from a certain angle, right? So like, or, or we don't have tangible access to it. Yeah, so, yeah. so your paycheck for instance, right? Mm-hmm. I get paid two times a month. I don't touch that paycheck. That paycheck is entered into dollars and cents on my computer. When I go to buy things, you know, I do use my credit card, but I, in, in the physical world, but I don't actually, I very rarely buy things with cash. Mm-hmm. And I when, I, when I, buy things online, I'm literally just entering in numbers, and numbers are coming in and coming out. So it's all <laughs> sort of, yeah, it all, it all exists in a digital way right now, mm-hmm. and people are sort of comfortable with that.
0: that so that's so- one sort
1: of exit yeah, yeah.
0: is so interesting. The The yeah. idea of like touching your money anymore just has gone away.
1: Right, but because yeah. we have, because we were sort of used to money being this thing, you know, you can hold dollar bills in your hand, you can write a check because we sort of had these sort of tangible, um, residual tangible uh, artifacts yeah. that are becoming less and less popular, but we still like use, we can sort of make sense of it. Whereas Bitcoin is just, inherently digital. And so that's sort of weird for people. And that makes sense. It also has like, you know, a stupid name, like Bitcoin. is just, it <laughs> sounds, it sounds techy and, and, and something that like is other, mm-hmm. and it doesn't sound something that's sort of a part of our lives, but also like, so another point I would want to make real quick is like, think about, is a sort of from the field, no pun intended, but like, so sports cards right now are just a huge market in sports cards. Sports mm-hmm. cards are becoming more and more um, valuable. A lot of them. And so but think about that. We want to buy sports cards. Why? Because we like sort of, it's a piece of paper. It doesn't have any utility. If I wanted to like start a fire, I guess I could use, I could take the <laughs> card and put it in the fire. But it has value because people think it has value because they like it. They think more and more people want it. It has this inherent value because people enjoy owning it. And so when if you think about it like that, there are things in our lives that we value that mm-hmm. don't really correspond to utility. It, it, it's something a little bit more ephemeral or a little bit less tangible. Yeah. And, and, and lastly, just money itself, you know, the dollars that the government prints out aren't backed by anything, right? It's the full faith and credit of the United States. And so it has value. A dollar is worth a dollar because we all agree that it's worth a dollar. It's sort of right. this weird tautology. And so that's why it gets pretty hand-wavy pretty quick. Bitcoin doesn't have any value. It doesn't really have any use other than the fact that people say it does. And if that's sort of weird for people to think about, you know, use this sort of framework of Bitcoin is gold, you know? We don't use gold for really anything anymore. Yes, you put it on your teeth. And yes, I think it's using (laughs) remote controls or something like that. But it's very, very rare that we actually use gold. But because gold has been around for a long time and there's sort of a finite amount of it, and we've all sort of agreed that gold, this shiny yellow metal, is worth something, it's worth something. And so Bitcoin sort of operates along that path.
0: Mm, okay. So Bitcoin, I, I'm going to guess and going along with what you're saying, you don't necessarily want to invest in Bitcoin and say, I'm going to put my college, uh, I, I'm going to pay for my kid's college because I've got Bitcoin and that'll get them through college. I'm going to buy a house with you know what I made on Bitcoin. That's kind of not a real thing then.
1: Right. So but- I, I was thinking in, in, in this area, for this interview I was thinking about this and a lot of my job is to take something that's sort of interesting, that people like are, are intrigued by yeah. and tell them that they should not partake in it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's, no. a very, it's a very not, it's, <laughs> it's not a fun position to be in, I'm sort of a, a hall monitor for financial prudence. Uh, yeah, no, so Bitcoin isn't something that should, that you should, that should comprise a large portion of your portfolio. Uh. Like when you are planning for your retirement, when you're planning for your kids' college, when you're planning for anything over the long term, you need to look at assets that have a history of develop, of, of delivering returns. And so that's for diversified stock and bond portfolio that you can sort of count on. You know, when you're buying an S and P five hundred fund, that you're sort of it's you're, you're you're going to reap the benefits of future cash flows of all those companies. When those companies make profits, you're gonna it's gonna be down to your benefit. You know, when if you buying debt, like you're gonna get that that sort of coupon. Like it's there are that that stuff has been going on for a long time. With Bitcoin, it's just it's very, very new. There's no predictability when it comes to the price. It, it goes all over the place. Yeah. Um, yeah. and and it's not something that you can rely on over the next 40 years to fund your to fund your retirement. You can't really run a model on like what Bitcoin is going to do for you. We don't even know if Bitcoin is gonna be the dominant cryptocurrency or if there is going to be cryptocurrency it's just it's just very very hard to know like maybe the fed gets involved with digital currencies who knows what that means and what that would do for demand for bitcoin so it's just very very hard it's a speculative asset it's something you buy because you think you can sell it to someone else pretty quickly to make a buck Ah. um that being said if there there's a case for if you have if you're if, if you're saving enough for retirement, if you're saving ten to fifteen percent of your paycheck, mm-hmm. including any match, in your company's four hundred one k or any sort of retirement savings account, if you have an emergency fund with a good chunk of cash in it Ooh. that could cover three months worth of expenses at least, yeah. um, if you're if you're doing all the things you should be doing, mm-hmm. you can dabble a little bit in it. You know, you can put a percent or two of your portfolio in it. You can um, depending on how big your portfolio is, I guess, <laughs> and, and and your risk tolerance. But right. like, if you if you are sort of meeting your your needs elsewhere, and you have this disposable income, by all means, you can do that. It's just the same way as like I wouldn't tell people to they have this disposable money to not go to a restaurant and only eat you know canned tuna or you know don't go to Vegas for like a fun weekend or, or right. you know I don't want to be that too much of a scold. Like if you can do it if you have sort of crossed your eyes and, or crossed your T's and doubted your eyes, Right, sort
0: of it. isn't it funny? Everything gets back to the basics of having all of the things covered you need to have covered and then say you've got a small amount or, you know, whatever amount you just kind of want to, I think you said dabble in it and see what happens. But really, again, have those majority things covered that you were talking about.
1: Yeah, and I think like another way to frame that is so it's less, you know, Tisk, tisk, is think about it as a reward. If I am saving my money in the ways that I should be saving, if I'm saving for college, if I'm paying down my debt, if I'm doing all the things I should be doing, I get to have fun with a certain amount of money. And so you can reward yourself for this sort of good behavior by, by, by dabbling in Bitcoin or <laughs> betting on a basketball game or eating, drinking an ex, extra expensive bottle of wine, you know, whatever it is that sort of gets you through the day.
0: Right. Um, wow. I think I've learned a lot. I know everybody listening, watching will also, and uh, we'll see if uh, we get some additional questions following this Taylor that I love to follow up with you on any last thoughts for people still thinking, Hmm, should I do this or not? Any last words of wisdom from you?
1: Yeah. If you, what maybe another way to frame this is invest what you're comfortable losing. So, Uh you know, If you don't mind losing X amount of dollars, $100, $200, depending on $1,000, depending on who you are, invested. If that's money that you won't miss, that's okay. But if it's money you're going to miss, I would think twice about it. And, and, you know, consult a, a financial planner you trust.
0: That is awesome. Everybody, Taylor Tepper, again, a personal finance expert with Forbes Advisor and all the um, initial things we need to know about cryptocurrency. And of course, we're talking a lot about Bitcoin here. Taylor, thank you so much. That was actually a really fascinating conversation.
1: Oh, I appreciate it. Hopefully people didn't fall asleep with, with their earphones.
0: And- <laughs> no, you kept it very interesting. And like <laughs> I said, I'll be really curious to see uh, what kind of reactions we get get. And we're going to ask for some questions too, because we've got the people to be able to turn to like you to ask those questions. So Taylor, thanks again.
1: Oh, thank you. This has been great. Yeah,
0: I'm Terry Barr and thank you for listening to and watching our Pennywise podcast. And we'll see you again next week.